Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Beginning on a Friday, busy and a lot to do. Longhorn Hoops, impressive last night. They are into the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament. Defense continues to be the uh, staple. Carried that Kansas defense they played last Saturday right into game one of the Big 12 tournament. Did it without Timmy Allen. We'll get you details here from Rodney Terry. Also, Texas women open up play in their women's tournament today. Pro day over at UT, the pro timing day. All 32 teams had representatives there to watch uh, Nine Longhorns work out. No B. John Robinson, though. He was there. Just wasn't working out. Everyone yeah, else. Yeah, known as teammates. I was surprised to see Roshan Johnson didn't attempt to run the 40 again. He uh, was happy with his 4-5-8 four, five, four, five, from the combine and uh, did all, all the other workouts and told you these. he's already had an individual meeting with the Cowboys. Who, As we told you yesterday, if you're looking for the Cowboys, everybody will talk about who they're going to pick with their number one pick. If you're paying attention, then you've got to find out who the Cowboys are going to draft in the fourth round. The Cowboys have now placed their franchise player tag on their fourth-round pick four straight years, four straight off-seasons. It was Dak Prescott twice, then Dalton Schultz, and now Tony Pollard all drafted in the fourth round. So uh, that's about where Roshan Johnson is projected. Wouldn't you love to see the Cowboys grab him in the fourth round and let him come in and replace Zeke Elliott uh, as a uh, hard-nosed running back alongside Tony Pollard? That'd be nice to see. I can't wait till today to tell my daughter how that island green at number 17 at Sawgrass wouldn't bother me. It's that what one. Are you, you, you going to call her and tell her that? Yeah, I'll let her know. She'll say, no, Dad, you're going in the water five is, straight is times. Is that the only reason you're going to call her? Is this to tell her that island green wouldn't yeah, bother oh, me? Yeah, no, that's the only reason hey, I'm going to call you know who her. was picked in the fourth round last year for the Cowboys? Who? My guy, Jake Ferguson. Jake? Oh, oh see, there you go. Maybe, 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 maybe a few on, years man. down the line. Jake, the Hall of Famer, Ferguson. Yeah. Third Ferguson, no. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. It's because of the Saturday Night Live skills. What I think about every time he says Jake Ferguson, I think third Ferguson. Third I'm Ferguson. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I, made, I saw a guy making an 11 juvenile. yesterday, E. Oh, man. On the on that green? No, not that green. It was, I. somebody tell me, was it the par five or the par four where the water's to the left? And they, they just try to hook it around. He, he just hooked it. Dead hook, three times into the water. I mean, he didn't make. I think he was eight when he made landfall. I mean, that was. And he played it out for you, all you hackers out there. Don't just put your oh, triple bogey max. Go hey, ahead and play come on, it keep out. Keep the pace of play going. You <laughs> pick should it take, up. If a professional, it, right? This shouldn't he just take? Tell the caddy we're going from here to the car. We're going to save on some money at the hotel. We're not going to be here for the weekend. Let's just keep moving. He By the way, can I say out. that uh, well, I mean, I'm making my way through the uh, the Netflix series Full Swing, the PGA Tour behind the scenes series. It's really good. 
and I made it through episode four now, which is the because they've done the first episode was all about Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth essentially, mm-hmm. and then Justin winning his first major at the PGA Championship last year. Then it was about Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler were essentially the focuses there, and Brooks's fall and Scotty Scheffler's rise. And then uh, they, they did a, a full episode really on Ian, Ian Poulter, Poltergeist, including him tearing up ACC's locker room after losing at the Dell match play, uh, which was pretty good, and just throwing, and he was off to the live tour. And the last episode, number four, was about Joel Damon. The uh, Joel Damon, really, it was a the really... The big hat? The big hat. It was a really... It's a really great episode. I mean, if you watch one, you know, you know, you you'll enjoy it because it tells the the plight of just an average golfer, who you know his mother died when he was a teenager, and it really threw him for a loop. And uh, he had to battle testicular cancer at a young age as well. And he's it's a it's an amazing. And he's still out there too. Well, and and he you know people who know him say he should be a top you know twenty five kind of player, but he doesn't he doesn't believe in himself. It's really incredible. Like he really. He's a really good golfer. He just has no confidence. He has no belief that he should be considered among the Rory McIlroys and Scotty Shufflers of the world. It's pretty funny. But he and his caddy are like best buddies since they're kids, and uh, it's pretty good. To your point of let's just go get in the car, his caddy would say that. His caddy would look at him and go, hey, let's go. You want somebody else to carry your bag the rest of the way? You suck. (laughs) You're sucking today. I mean, mean, three in the water, man. It's a really good episode. awful to watch. It's a really good episode. Now, I've had a 12. I, I wanted to count a hole one time. I wanted to count what I was struggling. I said, I really want to count this. I'm playing this out. I don't care pace of play. I'm playing out. I got a 12. So I was waiting for this guy to get just a dozen. Give made, me a dozen. He made got you 11. feel good about yourself a little bit. Made me feel terrible for him. Come on, man. All right, let's get to your headlines. Trending topics get you uh, in the know as you're up and out on a Friday morning. UBO Business Services uh, presents it and brings it to you. College basketball impressive win for the seventh-ranked Longhorns last night at the Big 12 tournament. They advanced to the semifinals. With a 61-47 smothering of seventh-seeded Oklahoma State, Longhorns will meet TCU tonight in KC. Longhorns were locked up, locked in defensively the whole game, starting really from the start. Five Longhorns scored in double figures. Jabari Rice led them with 15. Dylan DeSue posted a triple-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. In the third win over Oklahoma State this season, it's a 12th Quadrant 1 win as defined by the uh, the quad system, which is the most by any team in the country other than Kansas, likely secures for most experts a number two overall national seed for the Horns when the brackets are finalized on Sunday. First things first, the Horns will play TCU tonight in a semifinal matchup. Six-seeded Horn Frogs upset K-State last night, 80-67. to Behind 22 for Mike Miles. Top-seeded Kansas will face Iowa State in the other semi at 6 o'clock tonight. Horns and Horn Frogs at 8.30. You'll hear it live here on The Horn. One other note from there, Kansas will not have their basketball coach Bill Self for that uh, game tonight or, any, or the remainder of the Big 12 tournament. He is out for what the program is called a standard health issue. Top assistant Norm Roberts is stepping in in his place. Top-seeded Texas women will open play in the Big 12 women's tournament this afternoon, 1.30, facing K-State. You can hear that game over on 105.3 The Bat. Uh, we'll get into UT football pro day, which went through happened yesterday at the bubble. All 32 NFL teams were represented, and 10 Longhorns went through the workouts. We'll get you details coming up. Also uh, on the 40 Acres this weekend, how about the uh, baseball team? Going to open up a three-game series with Manhattan tonight at Dishwall Field. First game set for 6:30. Game two tomorrow at one. Sunday's finale set for a noon first pitch. Softball is going to host the Bevo Classic. 
this morning, starting this morning at McCombs Field. Features the 10th-ranked Longhorns, also 9th-ranked Alabama, Wisconsin, and Texas State in a really good field. Tough news from the NBA yesterday. Word from Phoenix that uh, Kevin Durant is going to be out two to three weeks because of that left in- ankle injury he suffered in pregame warm-ups on Wednesday. And in golf, little-known Chad Ramey is your leader after the first round of the Players' Championship at Ponte Vedra Beach. He fired a smooth 8-under 64 yesterday on the tournament course at Sawgrass, a stroke better than Colin Morikawa. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Uh, it says, hey, E, I watched episode four last night, too. And uh, uh, rooting for, <laughs> rooting, uh, yes, hilarious, rooting for him now. Yeah, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. Big floppy hat. Yeah, well, he wears that because he had cancer. Uh, yes. He had testicular cancer, and his mother died of uh, pancreatic cancer when he was like 18 years old. And Think he wears long sleeves and that hat. He doesn't mess around. He is an interesting cat, man. He and his that that that's a cool. That's the kind of stuff you love to learn behind the scenes. And you know what you learned in that episode is that he, you know, 10,000 people or so try to qualify for the U.S. Open because it's an open tournament. So they have U.S. Open qualifiers all over the country. Last year at the U.S. Open that Matthew Fitzpatrick won. At Brookline, mm-hmm. he qualified at a course up in like Idaho, where he's from, to 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 make it. He had to qualify on a thirty-six hole day of golf, qualified and end up finishing fourth, which is what makes that tournament so great. It's open to open to all. You could go qualify for the U.S. Open. Absolutely, that's what made the Tin Cup movie so good. And you're telling me a guy went Tin Cup yesterday at the dude went Tin players? Cup. I mean, three 11? in the water. I mean, take your iron out and at least just get onto the onto the grass. Come on. He just tried to hook it around. And Mac it a just, boy. It wasn't in, 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 splash down, hitting eight, E. Hitting, oh, hitting like that? eight. Something you never like to hear on a golf no, course. No, no, no. I, 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 you'd already picked up. Drinking right? your eight, maybe. Yeah, your guys right. would be saying, pick it up, please. Hey, let's uh, dive into our Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Audio Visual Consultations. That's avconsultations.com online. Audiovisual consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, tell people ask who we were talking about with the golfer. Joel Damon. Joel Damon is his name. Hey, how about um, Rodney Terry last night? Longhorns get a big win. Let's hear from Rodney. It was a defensive effort. They picked it up from the Kansas game where they locked up the uh, Jayhawks for 40 minutes. They did it again last night against a offensively challenged and injured Oklahoma State team, but 47 points, pretty good on defense. Uh, and just got enough on offense We're from you know guys working hard, including Dylan DeSue. Here's Rodney Terry talking about the big man from Pflugerville and how he's really come on of late for the Longhorns. DeSue's been playing great for us down the street. You know, he really has, and uh, he was rebounding the ball at a very high clip today, and rebounding was a, was a big emphasis in this game here uh, because Oklahoma State's really big up front, and they really crashed the board really hard. I thought he did a nice job forcing it in the first half and had some really tough rebounds in the second half as well. But, um, yeah, he, he needed to get some extended minutes. We knew Brock was going to have to play quite a bit as well and uh, in CB. This is one of the biggest front lines in, in the Big 12. Yeah, big front line. Yeah, DeSue's very – he was a very aggressive line. He's been aggressive for the last six ball games. He's been getting after it. And I, and I just thought last night he would – Timmy Allen out. He had more space. There was more space for yeah, him. Yeah, Timmy to, Allen, we should say, didn't play, had a, an ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, they t- took a precautionary, um, you know, coach's decision. But, yeah, it did. It felt like the the lane was, I mean, because they right. started Jabari Rice. It was kind of a three-guard lineup to start the game, and uh, they were penetrating. I mean, what I like when I look at the box score, in addition to Dylan DeSue's, you know, hard work and 11-11, uh, double-double, is that 
you know, the, the, the guards attacked. I mean, Jabari mm-hmm. Rice shot six free throws. Marcus Carr shot nine free throws. Tyrese Hunter uh, was getting to the lane in 29 minutes and scored 11 points. I mean, it was just – and it did feel like it was more open. I like when the guards are shooting free throws. And, again, they, they, Oak yeah, State I couldn't, gotta, I Oak gotta, State couldn't I gotta, hit water if they fell out of a boat last night. They were uh, 14 dude, they of bring 52. It up the, <laughs> they turned it over 20 times. They couldn't bring it up the court. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even have to guard them. They were going to throw it away. They were trying to in, inbound the ball – into the big men trying to get those entry passes. I'm like, they're going to throw it away, or somebody's going to come from the weak side and, and steal the ball. They just struggled to actually bring the ball yeah, up the court turnovers. last night. They went 3 for 21 from 3. They were 14 of 52 Now, they the got floor. to the line a lot because they got fouled. There was a lot. There was a really aggressive play defensively by Texas last night, which was good to see again and, and early, early in the game. I wonder what coach got that technical for. Rodney got a tech last night? Yeah, he got a tech last night. There was a That's young lady two. calling the game. I mean, he's. I don't know what he said across the court, but he got a tech. He got a tech last night. I didn't, that was weird because that was around that seven minute range where they, where both teams weren't doing. They both looked a little tired. Yeah, they both. And you were waiting for somebody to, to kind of make a run, but both teams looked a little exhausted there. I mean, as you said, it was a challenging offensive game, but I don't know what he said to get that tech. And it didn't seem like he wasn't very animated on the side over there. I mean, he had another official that was close to him, so I'm wondering what he said. For that to get translated from that that official to the other official. Uh, all right, so a couple of thoughts here before we get you into suck. Texas Pro Day. This says uh, we didn't. Well, we'll ask Craig Way what uh, Rodney might have said uh, to to the to the official. This says we did not see a Texas hoops team last night that can make a run to the big dance. Too sloppy guard play, other than Rice, is weak. Well, look, I, I, people, we keep saying this. Texas is going to be a two overall national seed, which means they're going to play a fifteen in round one, which means they're going to play either a seven or a ten in round two. Texas has beaten the teams they should beat this year. Right. The losses they've lost to are going to be, you know, our top 15 teams this season. Outside of the loss at Texas Tech, uh, every other team they've lost to has been a really, really good basketball. The Illinois game in New York was a game they shouldn't have lost. But other than that, really, when they get out of this conference and they're playing a 15 seed and then a 10 seed, you know, Texas is going to win those games. Even with the performance, I mean, they're, they're that good. Now, when you say long run, does that mean not past the Sweet 16? I mean, that would be a fair question because once you get to the Sweet 16 in the second weekend, which Texas hasn't done in a long time, you're going to be facing a better team. But Texas has shown the ability to beat anybody in the country. So that's why I don't understand where people say that Texas can't make a long run. What, what, what do they have to do with 24 wins and wins over you know Kansas, wins over Gonzaga? I mean, wins over the top teams in the country to suggest that they could make a long run. There's just so many now, do they have we... players that look tired? Yes, they do. Well, everyone's Marcus, tired this yeah, time of year. Yeah, Marcus Carr looks tired. They're healthy for the most part, though, which a yeah. lot of other teams aren't. Well, and look, there are, there are concerns. I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not guaranteeing a long run. I'm just saying when you're a two-seed and you're playing 15 and then you're going to play 7 or 10 – you have a really strong opportunity to play into the next weekend. And once you do, for Texas and for everybody, it's kind of about the draw. You know, what kind of matchup do you get? What kind of team are you facing that you can you match up good against versus bad? If, if the team they face in the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 is a big you know, big front line, very athletic in the front, they're going to have a hard time. I think yeah, I like with the fact that if Marcus Carr, is, is, is he is tired and his elevation isn't there on that jumper of his, and he's not – I mean, he still gets to the free throw line. He makes his free throws, but – and he's playing pretty good defense. That means the other guys have to pick it up. I mean, the freshman last night hit two three-pointers. He looked like he had room in the middle. A lot of legs. Well, and, yeah. that's, and here's my thing. I'm not, I'm not arguing, like, if you weren't with us last hour, I mean, tonight's game, to me, for Texas, I don't, I don't think it is such an outside shot that Texas plays their way to a one seed right now. Right? They're, they're, that's going to be a challenge. Now, they could beat Oak State or beat TCU tonight, beat Kansas, and, and maybe – 
Uh, but I still think the the committee for me the last couple of years has shown that the regular season is what matters. And the last two times the brackets come out, it's really been built on what happened. It was already set before the conference tournaments were were finalized, right? Uh, so for Texas, I don't want to say tonight's game doesn't matter. I think winning last night, getting the 12th quad one win, which is the second most in the country behind Kansas, puts them firmly on the two line. And here's the thing we were talking about with Marcus Carr. He played 40 minutes last night and went two for 10. If I'm Rodney Terry, why don't you let Arterio Morris get more minutes tonight and let yeah, Marcus get off think. his feet a little bit. Uh, give some of the younger guys more minutes, and if you win the game, great. If you don't, you're let, coming let, home. And let DeSue continue to play offensively, really yeah. get after it. But Marcus, Marcus, the last – I'll look it up, his last five games shooting percentage. But as this text says, he's he's not only missing shots, he's taking bad shots. And that, you know, Mark, the, the frustrating part for the Longhorns, you finally have Tyrese Hunter playing better mm-hmm. and, and healthy. Uh, with Jabari Rice, and we've said all year, if you can get those three guards all playing really well at the same time, well, now you're very scary uh, come you know tournament time. Yeah, I didn't think he took. I didn't think Marcus Carr took bad shots last night. I just thought the ones he he took he just didn't elevate. Even at a three pointer, I mean, they were hitting. They were hitting the bottom of the rim. They weren't arcing over the rim to go in the basket. They were hitting the rim sideways. He's missing some easy ones too at times. And yeah, I, shots he's made a lot in the past, which and leads these floaters, you back to, he's not making those floaters. Yeah, which leads you back to his legs and his. Is he tired? And he played forty minutes last night. But I do like that he was aggressive. Oh, he does. And he went to the he line to nine the line. times, which which is you know a, a good possession if you can get to the line and shoot two free throws because he's a good free throw shooter. I, that's all. I'm just I'll be interested to see how Rodney rotates players tonight. Maybe get some of the younger guys more minutes. Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris, uh, even you know Brock Cunningham and these guys. See if they can get more minutes out of their bench and let the the starters get off their feet a little bit. But again, you play to win. I get it. But I don't know that this tournament means much right now for the Longhorns, especially in this conference where they've they've proven the pounding the, yes. themselves and the the, gr- the meat grinder that it is. But Horns will play eight thirty tonight. Kansas will play ahead of them against Iowa State, and the third matchup for both in those spots. Iowa State's playing well. Hell, Kansas will have a battle on their hands too. Certainly so. All right, Texas Pro Day, Buck. Um, by the way, that game eight thirty tonight. You'll hear it. We got Texas baseball tonight six thirty with Manhattan. The Jaspers are in town. And we also have UT football practice this morning. They went through their, uh, go through their third workout tomorrow, this morning. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian afterwards. So we'll certainly uh, have a full review of that coming up on Monday. And certainly in the afternoon shows, we'll have it here on the Horn. But 32 teams were represented yesterday, Buck. And we know that Roshan Johnson, DeMarvion Overshone, Keandre Coburn, and Moore Ojimo worked out yesterday, just a few days after they worked out at the Combine. Uh, Bijan Robinson did not go through physical testing, but was on hand to talk to teams. And then there was Jaleel Billingsley, Anthony Cook, Deshaun Jameson, Tariq Milton, and Daniel Trejo. Those were the five other longs. So 10 total went through the testing. And, uh, you know, we talked about Jaleel Billingsley had a great, uh, great you know, athletic workout. He ran 4-5-2, um, you know, did a big vertical jump and showed why people like Jaleel Billingsley, right, whether he was at Alabama or Texas. But he, he just didn't have any tape, Buck. You no. didn't play. You got to play. I mean, you can be an athletic freak, but you got to be able to play. And that's good. You know, I, I heard Rod and those guys saying it yesterday. I think he, though, this performance yesterday made me get you invited to a camp, give you an opportunity, is just because he's a physical freak. But you know, once he gets there, he's gonna have to show it, for sure. But Jaquandre uh, Coburn, his best at part was a four seven seven short shuttle. Anthony Cook, who didn't get to go to the combine, showed the athleticism you like. He was four five nine in the forty. His short shuttle of four two seven is really really impressive. Uh, broad jump 10-5, 34-inch. And I know you liked Anthony Cook, number 11, last oh, year. Yeah. Buck, a really good, heady player who also may have earned himself a spot 
at a training camp, at least a tryout, uh, an opportunity to make uh, to go to go to training camp. Does it have a weight on him? Is is he a one eighty five or one ninety? I didn't see that. Uh, I'll I'll look it up. Deshaun Jameson also worked out and showed you know four four eight speed. Uh, I was surprised Roshan did not run another forty. He didn't want to mess around with it. He he's going to live with what he posted at the combine, which is four five eight, and uh, Roshan doing his thing. And, and we told you yesterday, Roshan's already been meeting with uh, teams and had mm-hmm. had, a, had an individual meeting with the Cowboys. Also said he's had formal meetings with the Falcons and Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about the Eagles with Bijan. What about the Eagles with Roshan? But there you go. Teams meet with everybody. Um, so there you go. This guy says softball has a top ten matchup. That's right. Yeah, they play Alabama this afternoon. Get out there for you. Love your uh, fast pitch softball. Texas women will play Alabama today. Nine versus ten at Macomb Show. That's part of a nice tournament they're having over there. Alabama, Texas, it's Texas a weekend State, tournament, right? Texas State, who's really good, and uh, Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. That'll be all weekend long. Yeah, schedule at TexasSports.com. And can I say we should have said it on a buck off Thursday yesterday? Buck on to the greatest player in Longhorn softball history, Cat Osterman. Has had a baby this week. Oh, congratulations. Cat yes. and her husband have uh, had a child. JC is her name. and uh, Very nice. She's already being recruited by Mike White to uh, play at Texas. I would say so. Already has an offer. They're early. <laughs> already has Real an offer. Real early. Um, there we go. Okay, so we'll, uh, and we obviously, this is C.J. Baxter. Looks like Eric Dickerson. Come on now. Yeah, Cedric Baxter is going by C.J. Just yeah, he'll, he'll. He has the same hairdo as Bijan. He's kind of copying Bichon's. It's you know, like a mini, mini, whatever, okay. whatever you call that that hair. It's cool. It looks cool. Hey, man. It works for Bichon. Got that Eric Dickerson. He'll learn to get down a little bit. Can I tell you about the dream, the, I, this can level? I tell you about the dream I had last night? And I think it's a dream I had, like, yeah, early this morning. This is It, it involves Bichon Robinson. Oh. Yeah, I was dreaming about Bichon, but I'll tell you what it was. Not that way. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We'll also have Hot or Not for the end of the hour. Talk more football free agency looming in the National. Football League, it's Benny on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Getting after it on a Friday morning. He said he had some Bijanese on his uh, dreams last night. No, 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 no. What this dream I had last night? Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with the NFL draft. And now, by the way, if you go to PFF Pro Football Focus, they have a mock draft simulator where you can go through mock drafts for your favorite team. It's a lot of fun. Uh, they do a pretty good job. It's really easy to do, and so you kind of can. It really is interesting to see who's going to be where and kind of what round or what the the predicted. Uh, you never know. Everything's a, a gamble. But you know, Cowboys at twenty six. But then what their second round pick could look like. Who might be available? Third round pick. Who might be available? And where to you know slot positions. But it's fun. So I was I was doing some of those yesterday, and then the last like I have this dream that the Kansas City Chiefs. Traded up with the Texans at twelve to draft B. John Robinson. Buck, could you imagine? Now, I'm not. They probably won't do that because they have the kid Pacheco and some backs. But that wouldn't that be like an Andy Reid move? Just say you know what? I already got my homies. I like going to the Super Bowl. I like going to the Super Bowl. I'm have to. I might, might lose my left tackle, Orlando Brown. So I probably if I'll I trade up, a, I'll find another. Because because like, quite honestly, if the Chiefs were to trade up with somebody like Houston or anybody in the top in the middle of the round, they would probably come up to take a tackle. Because Orlando Brown, Zeus Brown's about to be off to the uh, to the free agent market here come Wednesday or Monday, and so but yeah, for, to take Bijan and, and it was like, oh man, Patrick Mahomes, Bijan, come on now, that ain't fair. But that was a little bit of my dream last night. But hey, uh, I neither don't think is Jalen Hurts Bijan. That's not fair either. No, no, well, well, that would, they can take him at ten. 
if they want to. But uh, Bijan was at Pro Day yesterday, not working out. Uh, this says, hey, buck on, in addition to the buck on, buck on to the first professional paintball tournament of the year starting today. Austin now has a pro team making their debut. Congratulations. Paintball. You ever done that? No. Ty? How oh, yeah. You? Oh, yeah. You're a big paintballer. I can tell. Yeah, you- as a little kid, I would put it, put the balls in the freezer, and then you put them in the Oh, paintball. come on. Oh. You're one of those? Oh, that stings. Yeah, it makes it more realistic. Why? Of somebody dying, getting shot? Oh, you got it. I mean, you, we had protective equipment on, of course. Oh. You put them in the freezer? Yeah. Well, what was that for? Dude, you're a yeah, scoundrel. Sorry to hurt? Yeah, it leaves a mark. Oh. It leaves a mark without them being frozen like a, like a block of ice. Come on, man. That's your scoundrel that way. That's not. Did your buddies know that? Yeah, they did it too. Well, they did it too. Okay, so everybody's competing on the same. There were some wimps, though. I complained. There were some complainers. There's always those kids. <laughs> There's always those kids. You bully. Okay, so uh, we've got a lot out there talking Texas hoops. They're going to play TCU tonight. Also, last hour we had a good debate about Lamar Jackson v. Aaron Rodgers and who the Jets should be pursuing. That's a big debate right now in the Big Apple. Can I just say that to wrap this to wrap up that conversation? And this is this is let's just go with facts, right? So Lamar Jackson, 2019-2020, had had two incredible seasons. Like put together, as far as combining two seasons for a quarterback, two of the best ever in the mm-hmm. National Football League in fifty in. In 2019 and 2020, Lamar Jackson led the Ravens to a 24-6 and record. He, in those two seasons, he threw for almost 6,000 yards, completed 65% of his passes, threw 62 touchdowns, ran for 2,250 yards and 14 touchdowns, so amassed 76 touchdowns over two seasons. Video which, game stuff. Video games, right? And that was with a fully loaded Ravens team. Now, in the playoffs, he's 1-3 in the playoffs, three times. He's been to four playoff games, he's won one of them. Uh, and that is a knock. That's a fair fact that is a knock against Lamar Jackson. Uh, one playoff win in four tries. Uh, but, okay, then 2021 and 22, he only started 12 games in each season, so 24 games started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, on a depleted and injury-riddled team, we'd have to add that, correct, that the Ravens were just ravaged by injuries in 2021 and, again, had some key injuries this year. In those seasons, he completed 63% of his passes, went 15-9, and 5,000 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, ran for 1,531 yards. He also had his interceptions go up, and his sacks went up over those two seasons. So, again, those are the facts, right? Two great, Two historically great seasons followed by two mediocre seasons. And that's where the question becomes how much of that was about injuries and his team and the roster and him. And, and then, you know, how much of it is about Lamar Jackson. Russian. Well, so those are, the, those are his four years, right? It's four years total. Two great years, two average years. And he's coming off of two average years. And so that's where the conversation begins. But then you, you compare that to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs, correct? Mm-hmm. Then lost in the playoff to the 49ers twice. Didn't make it to the, to, to the, to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then this year, on a young, injury-riddled team without a lot of weapons, didn't have a great season, did he? No. So, again, you, you can put Aaron Rodgers in the same conversation as Lamar Jackson. When you don't have the people around you and you're a little bit banged up yourself, 
the numbers come down, even for the great Aaron Rodgers. So that leads to the question of if you're the New York Jets, should you be pursuing a big contract and a trade for Aaron Rodgers, or should you be pursuing a big contract and a trade for a 26-year-old Aaron Rodgers is Lamar getting a Jackson? big contract no matter where he goes, I correct? I just, I'd, I'd love the debate because I, can, I could argue both ways. Uh, that I see Woody Johnson and Robert Salas coveting Aaron Rodgers because he's 39. If he's healthy with the weapons they have, he could be the missing piece. He could be there, Matt Stafford. But is he going to beat Josh Allen? But is he going? Year? Is he going? Are they getting to the Super Bowl? Right. And with Lamar Jackson, you got twenty, you got ten more years of that potential. Just so figure but, out if they're getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I just I, yeah, obviously we've been on the Lamar Jackson story this week, but I just I'm just been really amazed by the the negativity towards Lamar Jackson that he's not any good. Like I'm not saying he worth he's worth a guaranteed two hundred and forty million dollar contract. I'm not arguing that. I also argue, and that that's the problem. It's all about guaranteed money. Correct. But you know, just because he's asking for it doesn't mean he's going to get it. I think the Ravens have already done that, and they're letting the market set the market for Lamar Jackson. And that's where he'll end up again, right? Most likely. But I just—I've been surprised how, how much people, how little people think of Lamar Jackson. I think they forget just how great he was when he was healthy, when they had a full complement of people around him, and when the Ravens arguably were the one of the three three best teams in the league. Remember, twenty twenty, no, twenty nineteen, they were blowing everybody out. Uh, throughout the course of the year, but look, it's they not a, only struggle on offense; they struggle on defense. Or guys getting hurt too. They yeah, didn't just have offensive well, problems. And, that, and you remember on this show three months ago, I said, "But keep an eye on this Lamar Jackson thing because it feels like it's getting acrimonious between he and the front office because he doesn't have his contract." Uh, and I said, "Do you don't be surprised if they don't let him get the, to, to the free agent market, or at least as a, as a, what he is?" And then they reel not, him back and and let because well, and, and I don't think it's out of the question that the Ravens let him go. If somebody comes in and gives them a big contract, and because again the Ravens have holes to fill, I mean they don't have weapons on the outside. They sure. don't have a great defense like they once did. They've got issues in their back end. They've gotten expensive in some of their key guys. They if they want to chase the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills and the AFC, they they have holes to fill. And just bringing back Lamar Jackson on a huge contract is not going to fix that. But obviously they have to have a, an answer what, what what they're going to do at QB. But um, I mean, I, I just think that the, the fact that the Jets are in on Aaron Rodgers and not on Lamar Jackson is an interesting conversation of why aren't they? If you're in on Aaron Rodgers at 39, why aren't you in on Lamar Jackson at 26? And like I said, I may be wrong to thinking that Aaron Rodgers is just a two-year player and done. That's about the length of mentally that he'll be playing football from this point on. But I may be totally wrong. Maybe that dude wants to be Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, with the with the shrooms and everything that he's on and all the stuff that he's doing – Maybe he can play five or six more years. I only see him as a, I or, see him as a year-to-year problem, a year-to-year yeah. pain in the ass. I yeah. just, I agree you know. with that. And maybe they, because you say he may five may play five more years, he may retire next year. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, after a darkness retreat that tells him where to go, or he could be there three years from now, and the team may be building around Aaron Rodgers. Because as you said earlier, if it, if it's Woody Johnson, the owner driving this, oh. and it's for, you know, media coverage. Media coverage. I'm going, sell, I'm going to sell more jerseys. It's about I want to be I want to be known in the paper a lot more than the Giants. I'm sick of hearing about their coach, and I'm sick of hearing about what they're paying Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I'm the Jets. I need to be in the forefront in New York. You know what I mean? Those guys have those egos that they. Woody Johnson has his ego. You know, as you saw with Brett Favre. I mean, there's the egos here to play too. This is uh, because Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. Did, I, over a two-season period from 2019 to 2020, Lamar Jackson threw 62 touchdown passes. He led the NFL in touchdown passes. I, th- I think thrown. they might be referring to Zach Wilson. Oh, well, and I don't think so. I think that's Lamar Jackson knock that he can't throw. 
again, the numbers would clearly show you that with good weapons around him and good personnel, he can throw the football. Not he doesn't. Maybe doesn't. My knock on him is his greatest strength is the fact that, dude, you're running around in the NFL the way you run. You're not built, and you're not built like you're not you're not built like the guy from Philly. You're not built like Jalen Hurts. You're built like a wide receiver, and you're running around taking on guys and thinking you can outrun them, and they catch up to him. And they slam his ass to the ground. That's a very fair argument, without a doubt, that he's just not going to last the long haul. Uh, and we'll see. I, I just, but I, I won't agree with the well, fact I, that he's he effective can't throw. now. And I he's won't effective. agree with the fact that he can't throw. And the more um, they play games, the more they lengthen this these seasons out, and not bring them. They're not bringing them down. They're lengthening them out. The more I worry about Lamar, I don't worry about him throwing. He's gotten better every year. He's getting better at that. And you surround him with the right people. I think he's fine. And he is effective as a runner. But his greatest skill will be his his. Greatest detriment, E, when he's not there for you in the playoffs. Interesting. Uh, it says uh, <laughs> to you, Ty. He says, uh, where did this go? Freezing paintballs will get you banned from any course in the world. It's extremely dangerous since the gear is not made for rocks. Yeah, this, this was that a, is screwed up. This wasn't on a course. This is this is in the green. This in the back in the green belt yeah, in the backyard. In the backyard. This. Yeah, I know it's dangerous. Things I was we, also like ten years old. The so. things we do in our youth. Did you know that when, uh, so when I was working at the ranch in Wyoming, Buck, on the 4th of July, we would- You did do, enough dangerous stuff there. We did there. some dangerous things there. We were not smart. But we used to have, uh, gosh, what are the what are the fireworks that the, the go like missiles? Not the Roman, Roman candles. Roman, uh, no, not Roman candles, but like the bottle rockets. Oh, uh, bottle rockets. So we used to have bottle rocket fights in the woods at uh, Wyoming when it would get dark on the 4th of July-ish. And Dust you there. in the forest fires. So you get a pipe and- <laughs> And you guys shooting right at each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're wearing goggles, and you're wearing big, heavy. It's cold. Get your chaps cold on. Cold the mountains in the 4th of July. Well, if you wanted to. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle rocket fights. Always good. This says e-auditioning to be Lamar Jackson's agent. Well, look, you know, if you listen to the show, I like to be factual. And those are the facts on Lamar Jackson. You can argue both sides of him, but don't. you can't just come in and say he can't throw. That's wrong. That's not, that is completely unfair to the player. Well, the last two years. Uh, and the last two years, well, Aaron Rodgers last year, is it fair to, to cite his weapons and lack of them? Is it fair to cite that he didn't have anybody to throw to? Uh, I guess not. Because well, well, wa- I, I, I want to get it out there that I'm not hate. Like, I think Lamar Jackson is good, but when you watch him throw the ball, does it, do, it, it, it does doesn't not look, look like Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Yes. That's correct. I won't disagree with you. Their, their throwing styles are different. Aaron Rodgers is maybe the purest and best thrower of the football of all time. Lamar Jackson has a bit of a... And so are both of their running styles. But the numbers would tell you he can throw. And if you can say for Aaron Rodgers, last year's numbers being way down were about lack of weapons, I argue the same thing for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had and his thumb injury. Through. If your best receiver, as much as I love the guy, is Devin DuVernay, he's your best receiver. Okay, Devin's a good player. Devin's a great. He made the Pro Bowl as a kick returner. He's a self-made player because he got very little coaching here at Texas while he was here. But he, if he's your best weapon, uh, you know, Mark Mark Andrews, your best weapon. But if he's your best receiver, come on, man. I mean, we we make excuses for Aaron Rodgers because he's throwing to to no more Devontae Smith. Got to be got to be fair uh, with both sides of that. We'll be back. Let's load up the hot or not. It'll be our man Ty leading us through some topics we've missed halfway through this Friday show. Uh, also got a little daylight savings time reminder in there. Academy Awards are coming. It's being on the horn. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. 
Hot not a uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Buck. Our friend Colonel Craig Flowers on the high ground. Yes, sir. At uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow, right after the big ugly tailgate with Casey and Johnny. They're going to have uh, Keith DeSormo on the high ground. Oh, Kent DeSormo? Keith, his brother. Oh, Keith is going to be Kent DeSormo is the jockey. Keith is the trainer, trainer for yes. oh, awesome. the uh, the horse confidence game, which has moved into number four on the NTRA top three rankings. Uh, bound for the Kentucky Derby in a couple or in two months. And see if he races in Louisiana Derby. Yeah, we'll learn more about that. So Keith DeSormo, if you're into that whole confidence game, uh, don't tell my wife Stable's conversation we've had with Buy Colonel. into it and make some cash. Yeah. I mean, the, the America's horse, or the people's horse, as Colonel calls it. Yes. The people's horse. So you can listen tomorrow, 10 o'clock. They'll have Keith DeSormo on. He trains those horses. And he helps. Remember, the, the guys, Colonel and all his buddies from TCU who got into this, they don't know a lot about horse racing, but Keith DeSormo's their, their guy. He helps them find the, the you know, remember they, they spent $30,000 on this horse. Uh, confidence game. And realize if that horse wins, oh. happens to wins the Kentucky Derby, you know what it is per shot, if you know what I mean. You know, bang, bang, bang. It's uh-huh. like 150 per 150,000 per uh, bang, bang. Learn more about that. Of course, in addition to our entire Saturday morning lineup with uh, playing through and the big ugly How often can a horse go How was it? I mean, how did. <sighs> what do you mean? Because Nunley like, just once a week. Nunley was once a week, right? Friday nights. You're talking about the Jack Donkey at yeah. the ranch? I mean, I don't know. How often he could go, he only worked on Friday nights. Just oh, and it Typically. had to be at night during the during the during the summer. night when or, everybody's away. When there's when everybody was away, <laughs> yeah, he's a quite noisy guy. <laughs> quite noisy. I don't know how many actual per day Nick Cannons that uh, <laughs> Nick the horse Cannons can produce. Also, in hot or not, we keep telling you this. You know this story with the Pac-12 falling apart and the Big 12 going after the Four Corner schools. It's getting more and more mainstream now. Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd, who's up at the Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City, uh, the lead uh, college football writer for CBS Sports, has a story in the headline, Big 12 readies to pounce on four-corner schools as debt, as doubt creeps in about Pac-12 viability. Mm. And in his story, he says, uh, uh, as we've told you, that uh, Brett Yormark has been in pretty constant conversation with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. There have been weekly conversations between the Big 12 and those four programs of talks have heated up. There was a big Board of Regents meeting this week at Colorado. Pac-12 does not have a deal, and they put everything on pause. So, again, continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, so, And I think if you're the Big 12, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving in 2024, you'd like to add whichever schools you're going to add in 2024. Right, you'd like to go ahead and oh, for sure. Um, you know, when Texas and OU leave, instead of being a 12-team conference, you become a 14 or 16-team conference. So keep an eye on that. Uh, in the yeah, they're going to know that before that time comes. Oh, for sure. It all lines up to that for sure. Because if you if the Big 12 could get to 16, SEC's at 16, Big 10 is at oh, 16. My oh yeah. T.Y., what do you have for us in Hot or Not, my friend? Well, it's official. Aaron Rodgers has announced his next move, um, but it's not related to football. He will be speaking at the 2023 Psychedelic Science Convention in Denver, Colorado, uh, with a whole f- panel of experts. Really? Like himself. Can't wait to get my of, ticket. Uh, and they're expecting around 10,000 attendees. So, Psychedelic uh, Science Convention? Yes. The largest gathering in history. And you guys want this guy as your quarterback over Lamar Jackson. Really? He knows something. 39, speaking at the Psychedelic Science Convention. Can this guy just go ahead and get married or something? What the heck? He no, he's done. No. He needs a wife to tell him what to do. Dude's going to become a professor. Professor of what? Psychedelics? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Hey, Good don't luck. do all the drugs, Aaron. Do them all. Do them all. Under the uh, under the safe counsel of a doctor, but do them all. Yes. We'll be back. B&E with you. Reset those headlines. Longhorns into the semifinals at the Big 12 tournament. They can uh, punch their ticket to the finals with a win tonight. We'll preview their matchup with TCU. That's coming up next on B&E.